and I hope this pattern of words reaches players and nerds, all walks of life, by the end of the night, just keep going, don't let the stress amaze you, you give it too much energy and watch it phase you, too many friends and too many girls, so much money you party and they can rock your world, just push it to the limit, get it or get ready, you can be cool and chillin' and life's gone in a minute, so be like Mike, and light one up, Roger Troutman said it best, so rough, so tough. Shaky ground, left foot, right foot. Promise me you won't look down. The other side's not far. Falling is not an option. The wind blows caution. Capture with a caption of pride and regret. Like, oh shit, fill up an orbit. Life's last laundry list. You'll maintain your focus like a monocle and chronicle every day with the hope. I never got a grip until I learned to let go and leave the baggage with the sky cap. Just drop it right, not even to carry on. To light on your final flight. You get a good seat and some well deserved rest. This is just a short trip. Hope you made it your best. You got a window seat and now some well deserved rest. This is just a short trip. I hope you made it your best. Left foot, right foot, you keep moving. Left foot, right foot, you keep moving. Left foot, right foot, you keep moving. You gotta go forward. You gotta go forward. Left foot, right foot, you keep moving. Left foot, right foot, you keep moving. Left foot, right foot, you keep Who's been following the rules, too noited, so we strapped to him, we can't cool, just go 
out to the cats in school. That's not the norm, we're born. So get ready for the rainstorm. Too hot, fuck lukewarm when we swarm. Yeah, we swarm MCs with the B effects. Sing them like Muhammad. Set the scene and vomit on CEOs, A&Rs, street teams to a manager. For the cream, we damage her on light skin, dark skin, albino. From a crackhead, dope fiend, a wino. Bring the ultimate, stick you with the magnetic. Give a shot to them sweet cats, rap diabetics. Yo, P, hold me down. I'm holding you down. Yo, E, hold me down. I'm holding you down. Yo, PMD, hold me down. I'm holding you down. Yo, E, hold me down. I'm holding you down. Yo, PMD, hold me down. I'm holding you down. E, Doug, hold me down. I'm holding you down. Mike Doc, hold me down. I'm holding you down. Green Eye Bandit, hold me down. Niggas trying to jam the frequency. When on the low, they be peeping me in the E. DJ Scratchy, PMD, the dream team. Fiend for the cream, 16. Dodging pro nine, the marks with the high beams. Guard body, rap style, Maserati. Catching bodies, he double holding shit down with the sword of shoddy. What you thought? Was taking more than nickels or shorts? Get the fuck out of here. Nothing sweet here, you get your shit torched. I spit flames of Oklahoma. When done, you can smell a sermon aroma in a coma. Burned to death. Man, listen, did he deserve the kick of the curb? Ass whipping, uh. believe you me. It was his destiny for the child to end for fucking with men. P and I got something for all y'all who stand tall. And those that like the ball. See, we ball like Spalding. In the time of need, who you calling when your career was falling? Way down, you've been hit. Lay down, hit the ground. Don't get up, stay down. Relax a minute. You shouldn't have put your two cents in it. Now you up a creek in the back of a car that's rented. That's rented. Check, check. What up? You're tuning into Old Soul Radio. I am MC Pause. I don't even know if I'm up, DJ Jima. And we got my man Tico in the building. We about to get started in a little bit. Get set up, get everything situated. Feel me? Um, we are about to have a good show tonight. Going to sit down with the OG. See, What'd you call see, me? See what he has to say about the culture, the state of the culture. <laughs> and we're gonna have some fun, some beats, some scratches, you know what I'm saying? Real hip hop shit. But stay locked in with us here. We'll be starting in about 10 minutes. Also, radio. Cheer. to play. 
you gon' do what you like. You wanna hustle, but you ain't doing it right. Thug to the end, just don't know why. Even if you're wrong, you know I'm gon' ride in the streets. With the killers in the creeps. You don't wanna learn, but I still wanna teach. I told you. Wanna waste them weeks. Cause all you ever do is just chase them freaks. Don't do it. Don't lose your head. 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 Wake up. Gunshots in the city. Hustlers on the corner gon' get more busy. Gunshots. Young stunner got caught up. Big numbers too bad. Got slaughtered. Stunt now. You gon' pay later. Big booty girl. That's a black man's savior. Serving. Hit the block and be perfect. Roll real slow in the cut like a surgeon. Can't sleep. Streets stay heated. Get a ghetto kind of soul. I know you see it. Post it. When my cousin's getting toasted. Got a big beat. So fat you smoke it. Smoke it. Don't lose your head, yeah. Don't lose your head. Don't lose your head, yeah. Don't lose your head. Don't lose your head, yeah. Don't lose your head. Don't lose your head, yeah. Talking about you got this and you got that, and you gonna murder this one and murder that one. Talking all that bullshit. I'm gonna put it to you like this. Yo, yo, yo. Woo! You are now tuning into Old Soul Radio. Yes, sir. I am MC Pause. DJ Jima. And tonight we got a very special guest in the building. His name is Tico. One two one two one two. Are we transmitting? Are we live? Yeah, transmission is sent. confirmed. Affirmative. Yeah, confirmed. We got right, the we OG. Man, I appreciate yeah. you guys, man. Mentor yeah, of mine, coming. original gangster of production. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Updating my bio now. Um, <laughs> you said that. This is the man with the plan at the jam. Come on. And very very uh. Just uh, grateful to have you here tonight, man. You know, like it's been it's been a few years since we've met now, and True. Um, you know, you're you're definitely somebody in the game out here, specifically Bay Area, San Francisco, that has put in hella work, 
And thank you, bro. You know, uh, definitely want to give you your flowers, and and that's what we're doing here tonight, and and hopefully putting people on who who don't know about about Tico. Man, thank you. Because folks need to know for sure. So, um, yeah, let's give it up for Tico. Woo! All right. Well. You don't, don't give it up too soon. I didn't even say anything yet. <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited to be here, and thank y'all so much for having me as a guest. I appreciate y'all for what y'all doing for the community right now and, and uh, just giving a platform and creating a platform for people to speak and, yeah. and introduce creatives yeah. to other creators. Man, I'm here to support the... Uh, the community man so it's important that maybe you know people that don't know about what i'm doing mm-hmm. we can connect so i can help um in whatever way possible man so i appreciate y'all yeah man thanks for coming i mean i i've like heard about you through production but then we like met in person fairly recently um you know and then i saw you know i was like oh you could cut it up too and i was like yeah right. come through radio perfect but like how, you guys met a couple of years ago how did you guys meet yeah so the way I met this man here is uh, I rent out the Bionic studio, mm-hmm. which he does too. Legendary. Legendary Bionic <laughs> studio out in the Bayview. Shout out Bionic. Yosemite studio, Sergeant Armstrong. That's right, Bayview. And, uh, and, 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 um, which studio, we're studio roommates. We're studio roommates. Studio we, mates. We, we, we're studio mates. True. Exactly. And, um, but even before we even cross paths in the studio, I remember, you know, Hiro, Pete, you know, folks were telling me about you. They're like, oh, you need to link up with Tico. Like, he does all the shit that you're trying to do. Like, he does all the hip hop shit. And I was just like, okay, for sure. And then I forget, you know, what day it was. Or I think it was it was just across. You were coming in when I was coming out. Yeah. Kind of shit. And that was like the first time we met. Yeah. And then ever since then, we just kind of kept crossing paths. And we like, you know, kind of overlap sessions and stuff. I'd kick it at your session. You kick True. it at mine. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just like sitting down with you definitely you know just getting to pick your brain about your your path and your 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 stories and your travels and your experience in the in the culture in the hip-hop scene you know definitely has motivated influenced and inspired me to continue to do what i do and push me to to, to see that it, it's doable you know what i'm saying to, to if you if you really do what you love and and do it out of love you can yeah. really you can really go places and and seeing your story and and how you've been able to move and and not just that but the respect that you've been given from from all of the people that i look up to just you know all the stories that you've shared and just for people to uh that see you as as, as just a comrade you know what i'm saying like partner like you know nothing of like oh young og like you know i'm the og coming up like nah like everyone you've worked with from what i understand like really sees you as as just as as high as them on the on the richter scale of production dj you know just entrepreneurship and uh that's kind of what i want to what i want to get into first with you teak is that uh, you know like how where did you start how did it start for you was it the the production was it just a hip-hop fan were you a dj first like i know you have a bunch of different avenues in the game that you've been a part of and continue to be a part of so for you where where did it start for you uh with the hip-hop game well thank you man thank you for the introduction and I'm glad, I'm, I'm honored to have, you know, been a part of your inspiration too, bro. But um, yeah, the how did it start question. Yes, um, sir. Man. Uh, okay, well, I think it really kind of, it can come down to like when I first was exposed to hip hop. Mm-hmm. And that was really, um, 
So I was born in Puerto Rico, and when we left Puerto Rico and came to the Bay, basically, Redwood City was kind of where we kicked it first. Mm -hmm. My mom's family was there, like San Mateo. And at the time, I kind of got introduced to my uncle who was out here, and he already had um, a record store in Redwood City called The Record Club. Mm. And the record club, and it turned into TRC Distributions, which was like he was, you know, putting out a lot of East Palo Alto gangster rap records, Rated X, Chunk, um, you know, all that um, really, really ill part of Bay Area history in terms of like the G Funk, G Rap era. Um, and so I got to see that really early on. And, um, you know, from that point, was working at record stores and distribution offices, in including my uncle's. Um, and learning some of that, you know, that side of the game. And his business partner was one of the most legendary DJs uh, out of the West Coast was DJ Cameron Paul, rest in peace, Cameron Paul, mm. who was, um, you know, to my knowledge, one of the first DJs to like blend records together live, like on the radio on the West Coast. Wow. He had some of the biggest parties in the game and they started doing bootleg records and just different DJ edits and early on. Uh, and he was like the top DJ. Cameron Paul was that dude. Wow. And I would see him at family parties and like, you know, mm. I was kind of just kicking it around my uncle and they were doing their business together. And um, I remember I got a hold of a VHS tape um, and you could find it on, on YouTube. It's up there now. Someone put it up, but uh, it's called Cameron Paul Tells All. Mm. And it's <laughs> and it's a little instructional video that they shot, I think, oh. at my uncle's like studio back then. And it's Cameron Paul showing you how to do some of his blends, some of his reverse tricks. He shows you how to splice tape and do like actual edits because there was no, you know, DAWs or, you know, digital workstations. It was like right. you had a real tape and you had to right. take out a, a a blade and cut it and mm -hmm. like reverse the snare if you wanted the snare backwards. Mm -hmm. like, he was mm -hmm. recording this on, on cassette video too? Exactly. Like, damn. Yeah, there was a VHS tape. I remember that, um, that my uncle let me have. And I would just watch that over and over, like uh, staring at the turntables and on the, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and it was just, you know, started to get real, um, that's what I wanted to, to do, you know? And then uh, I think I got my first turntable when um, I, I really was expressing like, yo, I wanna, I, I wanna get one, like I need a 1200. And I knew uh, my pops back in Puerto Rico, uh, he had one cause he had a visual communications company and they used to sync library records to video for doing mm. like local, you know, commercials on the island mm. for companies out there. And so it was obsolete when CDs came out. So I knew he had a Technique 1200 in his storage over there just collecting dust. So he was kind of like, all right, you get your grades up, you do this much in this, this next semester, and I'll, I'll send you the, the turntable. And wow. then I saved up money to get the other one. And you know, just doing little basic jobs and things like that. And then um, in high school, went into mobile DJing and, and they saw that I had good hands and was scratching a lot. Mm. And then they convinced me to sign up for my first battle in, in uh, 99. Is that tape where you started scratching too? No, that was before. That mm. was even before, like, I was just watching it. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the turntables yet. Um, and I didn't really get into cutting until, well, there, there was, like, maybe a two-short tape and, a, and a, a record player that my family had, like, them hi-fi systems where it was, like, cassette tape, radio, mm -hmm. and a turntable yeah. on top. Yeah, yeah, you were yeah. not supposed to touch those. Yeah. <laughs> you were not supposed to touch it. And maybe after working a couple weeks at my uncle's record store in the Redwood City, he let me take home, like, a tape off the wall after I did, like, a whatever, a couple weeks of work. Mm -hmm. So I would grab, like, you know, Too Short, Digital Underground. Mm -hmm. And I remember grabbing Too Short, Short Dogs in the house and throwing it in the tape deck and tape it, taking, like, a Lionel Richie record and put it on top and then put the needle on it, and without even like turning the turntable on, when when the short like uh, short dogs in the house like ah funky, 
<laughs> I would fill in the cuts between when the sample funky would come uh, in. I would just move the record back and forth. We were like, ah, jippy, jippy, funky. Uh, I would do the thing okay. just with like whatever record I had. Yeah. Right. And that was kind of like my first little, okay, I need to, I need to get something so I yeah. could really go and then, you know, got di dialed in with some mobile DJ crews in high school. Um, Divide and Conquer was the crew that I started rocking with and, uh, you know, doing mobile events. And then they pushed me into the battle circuit because I was mm -hmm. like one of the cats in the crew that was cutting back then a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, can you talk about your first battle? Like what that experience was like? How much time yeah. you had to prep and what what where your mind was at when you were prepping? Yeah, okay. Well, shoot, we go back to uh when Guitar Center used to be on Ninth and Mission okay. in, in uh in, in ninety nine. Yeah. And um I went in the spot and I signed up for the Guitar Center battle. Um Oh shit. And it was uh I remember DJ Realm ended up winning that. Mike Realm, who's still doing his thing to this day, mm -hmm. and he went on to do the Blue Man Group, and he was in the Along Came Polly movie, and he had the whole damn Blue Man Group has a DJ. They had a DJ. <laughs> dog, and it was Mike Realm, he's from the Bay, and uh, and he won that battle. It was uh, one of the judges was Rick Lee, OG Rick oh, Lee. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, Back yeah, then, yeah, yep. Yeah. And um, but more importantly, I think on that battle, a couple things happened that were really special. Um, I met one of my closest friends, DJ Devro, who I became friends with from that battle mm -hmm. and who later, you know, went on to do Demolition Man and, you know, be kind of top of the hyphy era mixtape movement. Right. Um, and probably one of my best friends. And then also connect since I won uh, or at least I placed in that battle, they flew me to the finals, the West Coast finals, mm. which was up in Seattle. And that's where I really connected with my brother, Max Kane. OK. OK. And we were on the same flight like he. He showed up late to the battle in Seattle. I'm sitting there super nervous, just like, oh, man, this is going to be crazy. And Max comes in way more nervous than me, sweating like he just mi almost missed the flight. And he's like, damn, bud. He's like, oh. And he looks around the room. He saw me because there was no other kids from Frisco. Oh, yeah, so he yeah. was like, he knew, th he knew this. I was like, oh, he's like, what's up, bud? Like, yeah. And we kind of knew each other just from, you know, he mm -hmm. was in graffiti and this and that and whatever from the city. And, um, and on our flight home from that battle, from that regional, we wrote on a barf bag um, our basically what was going to become the 401 Funk crew. And we, st we were like, let's start a crew. We're like gonna you wrote, a, wrote down a roster? We wrote down people. like the, our, our, like, not the roster, but it was kind of like a... Uh, Top picks? No, nah, it was like a, what's it called? You're like a mission statement. Like, uh, this is what we want to uh, do. Okay, we're going to okay, form a crew. Oh, we're going to run like parties in Frisco. Okay. We want to do you, this. We're going to yeah. get... The super squad of like who yeah. was doing their thing in Frisco and right. uh, and since we got back from that flight, it was like all right, we crewed up hard and then uh, you know continued doing some battles and started doing like monthly events in San Francisco. Elbow Room Formal Function came out of, came out of that. Yeah. That's crazy. So so how did that battle go that you flew to Seattle huh. for? Oh man, I don't I, dang, I don't remember. I think DJ Remedy won from San Jose. It was a while back, but Bay Area, dude. Yeah, Bay was killing. Yeah. It. <laughs> I mean, look, the Bay Area history of, of you know, turntablism and DJ culture yeah. is so, so deep. And I know, like, yeah. one of your mentors is uh, uh, the OG DJ Quest. Yeah, absolutely. Who I would absolutely shout out as well. You know, For some sure. of the OGs shout that was an OG to me as well, you know, mm -hmm. and someone that we looked up to, especially, like, you know, when Max was out here and we were practicing in the mission every day. Like, we knew Quest was down the block, and it was just like, you know, you see him on the bike, and he was like, oh, this is the legendary, like, you know, yeah. you, you know, cats knew, and the tapes were flying around, and Q-Bird, and Shortcut, and all the cats, and so, yeah. you know, for all of us, including yourself, like, we've come up under a pretty heavy lineage. For sure. That we have, you know, a lot to pay respect to, yeah. 
and that's why so even talking in these types of interviews like it's great to even just shout out you know shout out the cats and the, and, the, and you know mention the names that really have been paved the way for us all mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. would you would you say that DJing was kind of your first foray into the culture so great question because yeah so basically it was because at that point it's imagine pre soundcloud pre internet please my all of it pre myspace so your your only way to get seen or get on a stage you know if you were like that on the dj tip was either to like get on the radio do the club thing or do the battle thing you know get on the radio like you get a slot yeah yeah. exactly Yeah. yeah and i did that too when i was working with um at ultrasounds records in san bruno shout out to my ultrasounds crew with scotty fox uh, DJ Scotty Fox, uh, the legendary uh, from the Bay, put me on his radio show, uh, the Hip Hop Chop Shop with Big Vaughn, and I was doing the like on 94.9 back then. At the time, it was like from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. doing you know wow. mixes and shit. just to get on the radio and just yeah. to like do what I could. But but doing the battle scene was the way to do it, and that kind of got me advanced on a national circuit. Um, and then doing the national finals in 03 when Jazzy Jeff hosted it was kind of where my relationship with him started. Mm. And then I advanced and did the world finals in Germany that same year. And then that's where I had a turning point of like, you know what? I came second in the world, did all this stuff and prepped for like a whole year. And it was just so close and you walk away and I was like, you know what? I want to start making albums. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the real pivot, you know? And then I turned around and I was like, all right, let's get into like, really go creative with it and see how far we could push it. And then eventually started working on my first album that came out in 06. Mm. Now, did you have tapes out and stuff as a DJ at that um, point too? Or Man, no, there actually was, there was a, a, a CD that I was floating around. My very first mixtape um, was, and I was, I was featured on some of DJ Devro's early mixtapes before Demolition Man. He had some uh, really creative mixtapes, incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to encourage him to release those digitally because they're crazy. He needs to. Um, but we used to sell them on cassette tape at Rock and Java on Hay Street. My OGs know what's up with that one. Okay. Um, but but basically, uh, I had a, a CD that I pressed after I did a live set on um, Beat Sauce Radio. Shout out to uh, Jay Boogie and DJ Raw B, who used to host uh, KUSF. Mm-hmm. And it was a Beat Sauce Radio, and somehow I got the invite to go do a set. And they recorded it, and I was like, ooh, let me put that out. It came out clean, made a whole bunch of CDs. We mobbed down to L.A. We would show up at battles and just pass mm-hmm. them out to everybody. And just mm-hmm. that was kind of like early part of that. But, um, but again, I think it was in 03. That was really when I switched up, and I was like, man, I'm going to focus on making music mm-hmm. and make albums for like more of a longevity play. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, when you say, you know, back then the battle circuit was kind of the way to go for DJs, uh, when do you think that – ended and why i was probably one of the last like classes of that mm. that like mm. you know that's that that got out when it was still exciting <laughs> right, right. you know because for us it was or like developed through it my first battle i went to palace of fine arts 1997 itf Shh. world finals yeah. and all my filipino homies dr- brought me that from my mobile crew brought me to the battle and i had never seen nothing like that mm. yeah. and so it was just like it was the it was the barometer. It was yeah. like what? Like I my mind was just blown. I was like, wow! I didn't know you could be that good. When yeah. I saw like the beat junkies and mm-hmm. like you know them doing their team routines, so it was it looked like that was the way to go for us. Yeah. I was like, yeah. cool! I got hands. I'm doing cutting. I'm getting creative. That's yeah. the path. It's not the yeah. radio. It's not the club for right. me personally. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I, I, at that point, um, just evolving into, like, production was, was definitely the natural course. But I think after my class of, like, 03, 04, of, like, the Battleheads, it really started kind of declining from that point. And that's when I'm, I dropped the name DJ. I stopped using DJ in front of my mm. name. Cause were, it was you, like, were you just DJ Tico? It was DJ Tico, yeah, it used to be. But then it kind of got, it just, it felt corny after a while when I started seeing, you see, you know, Paris Hilton DJing, and, like, the whole thing <laughs> got saturated, and it was, like, a joke almost yeah, after a while. It was yeah. like, yo, it's all over, like, it just got rinsed out. So I was like, I, and I know I'm not that. I'm not just a DJ, you know, like it's something else. Right. So let me drop that and let's see where the game progresses. And, you know, we tried it, we innovated it, you know, shout out to, to one of my OGs is, is Ruckazoid, you know, who's one of the, the biggest turntable innovators, you know, of all time. And his story hasn't getting enough light, but he um, came up with the first schematic for the, the melodic turntable that we designed together, the controller one. Right, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which is the first, you know, melodic turntable <coughs> instrument. He was the, you know, the visionary behind that mm -hmm. that I got to co-design and do some work on along with Mike Boo, mm -hmm. some of our uh, our homies. But um, you know, that's where it was at for us. We were like, we gotta innovate, gotta do something different because mm -hmm. the game got super saturated. Mm -hmm. So that's when it that was kind of like the decline you were asking about. That's kind of when it turned down. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Are you guys gonna pass that joiner? Uh, you guys just oh sorry, it's a, it's a split. It's a split it's a so split. I just I always assume. You know that, what? You know, you guys are true gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, that's my. Pause does mean yeah, ex exactly. Right yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna roll up a joint in a second. We, gotta, we don't want to, yeah. you know, cross nah, contaminate you your lungs. I thought yeah, you were yeah. being rude. You were being polite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my but um, so going back a little bit before uh, before we get into more of the DJ producer Tico story, uh, you saw you were born in Puerto Rico. True, yeah, true. And what what year uh, did you and your fam or you move move out to the, bay? to the bay? Yeah, I was probably like seven, you know. Okay. And then from there you were in seven the bay. Eight, yeah, pretty much. Yep. We we came out here straight to San Mateo. My grandfather was already here. You know, cool. My mom's cool. father, and they had like a spot in San Mateo, horse ranch. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's kind of where it was just uh. Just, you know, got, got cut my teeth right there. Dope. But, but yeah, it was th from that point, and then we moved into the city. Um, oh, man, I don't know. A few years later, I started going to school somewhere in the city. And like, and you went to high school in the city? Yeah, I went to Lowell High School. You went to Lowell? I went to Lowell High School. Oh, shout out Lowell. It was fun. SFUSD, man. Um, and on that tip, like, during that time in Lowell, wh while you were at Lowell, is that when you were like really falling into like the hip hop scene or were you already doing sure. it before high school? Like what, and in that question, what I'm asking is like uh -huh. who, who, like what groups or artists or music, like were you listening to that really like made you be like, uh, like I want to be a part of this shit. Like how do I and get yeah. involved? You know? I mean, it was before high school. It was okay. cause, cause I was already had been through like my uncle's influence. Right. So right, I'd right. already heard like Palo Alto gangster rap. Okay. Yeah. Was in the record store listening to Digital Underground and Too Short. So gotcha. I'd already heard it. In high school, it kind of like, I think things brought into listening to more East Coast. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we were, all, we were listening to Wu Tang and yeah. like Method Man and just like really on that. But yeah. I was, I had already kind of like been listening to Bay Area rap gotcha. from before that. And, okay. Um, and then I definitely went through a heavy East Coast phase in, in, mm -hmm. in high school. <laughs> Almost yeah. turned my back on the Bay. Me too, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Me like 20 years later, but yes, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I feel yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That was also just when East Coast was hot too. 
Man, it was crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like really classic records, you know. Um, that's what we I were mean, picking up. Tapes and albums that were dropping back then were like, you know, you were getting the Tribe albums and mm -hmm. Naughty by Nature, like all of it, man. Fuji's like listening to those records as they were coming out. And then having the time working at the record store in Ultrasounds pretty much right after high school um, in San Bruno gave me a nice little position in, in that you know, buying, being like one of the buyers there that would buy mm -hmm. from distribution companies, buying the reggae records, buying the hip hop albums. So I was staying up on a lot of the music and the releases. And that was, a, a you know, a great time for, of the flow. Yeah. Of just like working at the record store, man. That's awesome. That's why you can still catch me at Groove Merchant sometimes. Shout out to Chris on uh, Lower Hate. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll pop in there, you know, definitely mm -hmm. like Saturdays or something and just to cool out and just kind of get a little rep record store vibe. You need that community. Yeah. And I think even Jima here got a, a record that you sold to uh, the Stax record shop. <laughs> yeah. See how that worked? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. That Fucking, it. It, was the, it was like the first one I, I got in like the hip hop section. Oh, no, no. Sorry. You said that there, you're like, oh, yeah, there's a uh, there's a fucking. Oh, my God. I forget the. What's it called? You know, it's you called. sent me the picture. Of yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it was good to hear that you, you know, you getting your fingers dirty. And yeah, but it was. Yeah. A, I was like, I picked it and it was a single, and I was like, oh, it's got the acapella, it's got the instrument. Right, let's it. go. It's in good condition. Let's go. It's only yeah. like you know five bucks or it's something. It's gonna like be something on it. Yeah, yeah. you can cut up. Yeah, it just happened to be the shit that you fucking definitely. Yeah, did. yeah. <laughs> I, I sold a bunch of records to uh, Stacks. Um, my man. Um, um, what's his name, bro? Damn, wait, my dog. My dog. Del Rocks? Del Rocks, thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Del Rocks, man. Shout out. Great record store. I still been uh, finding some cool digs out there. But yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. And so let's let's go back to the, the turntablism because uh -oh. I know that's kind of like you were saying, that was the beginning of your of your journey in, in the hip hop world. Um and one of the the biggest, I think, DJ competition is DMC, right? Um, especially back then. Um and you actually won the DMC competition out here, right in the U.S. True. Yeah. Well, San Francisco. Yeah. San Francisco. And then I went to um to the nationals, and, and that's where I, that's where I met Jazzy Jeff at that one because he hosted it. And I placed third in the national, but it was it was like the cool part about it was I met Jeff. Mm -hmm. He he came up to me at the end of the competition and like gave me the most props. He was like, "Yo, oh, that yeah. was crazy." Uh -huh. Um, and the dope shit was. When I came back to the Bay after that, it was in D.C. that year. Okay. And when I came back, um, my boy DJ Fuse in San Jose uh, had mm. booked me to open up for Jeff. Mm. Like right, It was like a week or two after I had first met him at the DMC. So we had got to kick it um, in the Bay. And it was just, uh, you know, just built the relationship, bro. It was really dope. Is Fuse in L.A. now? Is he? This is not Digital Underground DJ Fuse. Okay. Uh, uh, this is a DJ say. Fuse 1. Um, who was a San Jose, worked at a lot of record stores in San Jose. Um, he had a crazy, crazy mixtape. Just one of them underground record collectors, man, that uh, also threw parties in San Jose, like really choice, like choice, like tastemaker mm. um, parties and shit. And it was dope for a, a minute. You know, he kind of, I, I wonder where he's at. Yo, if he's listening, <laughs> love to hear from you, bro. Yeah. But yeah, that was, uh, that's kind of where that relationship with Jeff mm. like formed. And then, you know, he would later kind of start doing the playlist retreats and start inviting me to those and some of the recording sessions that I got to work on. Kind of started from that relationship at the DMC and then us getting to hang out in the Bay when he was back out here. And, and what was the year that you, you went international for the competition? Uh, same year, I think that was 03. 03? Yep. 
for the you know, for the world finals. The yeah. world finals. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want you to 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 give us a little background <laughs> on that because you know I, the <laughs> DMC like that's just a classic turntable list. Uh, you know, venue fucking competition, and and you know, I got Jima, we got uh Dadu in the building, cousin Dev just care. pulled up. You know, what I'm saying like, oh, yeah. definitely want to uh get your take on on what that DMC competition was like, getting to the World Finals, competing there. You know, like what what was it like for you? I mean, it was a while ago, man, but it meant a lot. At that time, it definitely meant a lot. Um, because that's what you had your goals set on. But I think for me, it was the stepping stone. Because once I got it and like you made it to that level that you were like shooting for, once you hit one goal, it's like you're going to have to look at what's the next one. Right. And I didn't have the foresight until I reached it to mm. be like, all right, now what? There's another champion every year. Right. What do you want to do? You want to keep coming back and being the cat that oh, I'm not going to give it up. <laughs> it's like, no. like it's a new champion area. What does it even mean? What does it matter? Mm. And I felt people I felt the slipping away of like it's going to get saturated. People are going to start to care less. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. And a big pivot actually that night um, when I got off stage in Germany was DJ D Styles, uh, OG from, you know, Beat Junkie Crew, ISP. Mm -hmm. He passed me a DVD uh, of him and, and uh, Ruckazoid doing like the Night at the Knitting Factory. Mm. And I literally, me and Max came, watched it in the hotel room that night in Germany. After I had to get over my, I, I, I took second place. Everyone was like, oh, you should have won. Like that whole thing. Mm. You were just like, oh, man, I came so close. Yeah, yeah. And I'm watching the DVD in the hotel room, and I'm like, nah, this is what this is where we're at. we got to be at. Mm. And what they were doing was just composing, playing it out on turntables live, and it was no judging yeah, it was yeah. as long as you want to go. It was an album. It was full creative freedom. And I was like, ah, I found my tribe. Right. Mm. And then I started recording albums. We did a, a group called the Dollar Bin Quintet. We had the 4-1 Funk Band, which we actually broke ground at the um, Monterey Jazz Festival, man. They, we, uh, we got invited to be the first, first non-jazz, first electronic anything at the Monterey Jazz Festival wow. was the 4-1 Funk Band. Because we, wow. we made enough noise after we invent, you know, Ruckazoid did the controller one turntable mm -hmm. and I helped, you know, pioneer it. And we basically premiered it at the Monterey Jazz Festival because they got wind of like what we were doing at the elbow room. And just we had some things a little like bubbling in the city. So uh, we that was an honor to get invited to like to this day. Now they have a room where they book DJs and electronic acts right. because we were the first one to like get that going. And they took notice. They're like, oh, these guys are actually doing something musical. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, so we got acknowledged by like the jazz community, which was was dope. Yeah, for real, and just that like that's such a stamp of like, yeah, you know, like it's 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 music, it's art, just like everything else, you know. And like I feel like there was a point where turntableism music or that avenue of hip hop was kind of fighting to make a name for itself. Oh, you know? absolutely, man, definitely. It was very, very, very early. Like when I when I did my first album, which was like primarily turntable bass, 06, mm -hmm. it was called My Sound Station. There were probably, uh, that was probably like one of three or four albums right. that were out under that category. Right. There was like, just like D-Styles, uh, Ruckazoids, like uh, Fuga, like some sketchbook. There mm -hmm. was a couple, it was literally a handful. So it was like a new category. New mm -hmm. genre, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's that was kind of like what unraveled after the DMC. Like that was the next, that next platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what were you working on when you made those first tapes? What do you mean? Like what were you producing on? 
Oh, equipment. Yeah. My sound station, that first album was, um, damn, good question, dude. Uh, Tascam, I think it was the 424, I think, with that model. The There was a four-track cassette. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, four-track yeah, yeah. cassette. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Started some of the ideas on there because I had a loop pedal, um, like a guitar station loop pedal, yeah. where I would kind of make little cut up four bars and eight bars and just like extend them out and then eventually bring them into the tape and then mm-hmm. add more layers. Right. Um, and eventually, at some point, I got my first Pro Tools rig off of uh, DJ Snake Eyes, the OG. <laughs> I bought it off of him. And uh, he sold me a Digi 01 and, a, and an old, like, old school, like, Mac, you know? Just yeah, some yeah. type of Mac, like, Tower Mac. Like, yeah. a, you know, them big it's ones. It's like Pro Tools 1 on Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Yeah, yeah. It just had some old, like, Pro Tools rig. And, and that was, like, the introduction of learning how to produce on a DAW. Wow. Nice. And then, uh, and then how many projects do you have under your belt now would you oh, say man. well i probably worked on more other people's stuff than i've actually paid attention to like putting out my own mm. stuff under like oh this is a tico album but uh-huh. um which i need to do more of and i'm glad you asked because i finished one last night oh and you he, finished it last night yeah, too yeah. oh sick. finished up a new album last night um but after my sound station it was um light up the darkness came out um and then um, that was a Tico album. And then um, in 2012, there was a Starship Connection. Started dropping album, uh, albums on the Starship Connection with me and B. Bravo, my brother nice. B. Bravo. And that was more of our Shout like out B. Bravo. spaced out funk, modern funk, like wave. Right. Um, and then we toured that and did that for a few years too. Um, and then just kind of, we've been um, working on other people's records and producing for other artists and stuff like that. But but yeah, last night kind of like rounded out uh, another uh, another Tico album. So I will I nice. will have some for you guys. For what's sure. your What's your kind of uh, goal with this album, if you have one? Um, man, it's 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 elevation is the goal. Mm. Like it's a high energy, okay, um, feel. You know, it's called Higher Than the Sun. That's the name of the album. It's called Higher Than the Sun. But um, but yeah, I more like more it. on that soon. But yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah no, yeah. it's a it's a good vibe. I'm I'm previewing it, <coughs> and um. We're working on that. But yeah, man, hopefully that's the goal is definitely want to be dropping more albums like creatively under my own. Yeah. You know, I love working with other artists and and, um, and placing records and placing beats and stuff like that. But, you know, it's a different process, a slower yeah. process. Yeah, for sure. There's a process to it. Yeah. I would love to get into a flow of just kind of putting my stuff out there more. So yeah. Trying to make an effort to do that. Yeah, it's not a, it's not easy, but no, nah. <laughs> music industry's tough, y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, for real. It's not all glitz and glamour. <laughs> it's, it's constant work, you know. But yeah. there's something that makes us keep doing it. You know? It is, man. And that's also, uh, uh, you know, I talk about this a good amount recently. It's also what sets people apart. You know, is mm-hmm. the people that still just do it. You know, like if you're just doing it, you're already winning over the people who aren't anymore. Yeah, and know? keep keep. Keep your circle tight is really key, man. You know, I w- you know, working with all kind of different folks and just, right. I still, you know, really kind of just like working with people that I'm, I feel comfortable with and yeah. I know it's like, you know, there's a value exchange and everybody's feeling good energetically. It's like first and foremost, before I care about like how popular anybody is right, or anything right, like that, right, you right, know, right, yeah. that's where it's at. Yeah. But yeah, man. That is what's going to yeah, be a life of passion. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> and uh, before we get a little bit more into the production uh, tip of your career, um, I do want to ask you more about 4-1 Funk because I know, like, that's a group for, for me at least that, like, I recall hearing of and I, I, you know, knew about them, but I didn't know 
you know who who y'all were i was really really young really bayo is is my big brothers you know so i was middle school high school like just kind of learning about who they're around and stuff and 41 funk was that's crazy you look like you're 47 (laughs) (laughs) it's the beard it's the beard um but uh you know i it's definitely a name i've uh, you know grew up hearing and so what what is 41 funk and and how did you guys come together and and what was kind of the goal of of y'all coming together no great question shout out to the whole crew man let's put it down one time um yeah og dj b cause my brother josh b san francisco legend that's actually my friend's stepfather come on my friend sersha <laughs> oh really yeah well, random what yeah <laughs> come on i know Sersha. yeah you know her she knows uncle t okay okay <laughs> word word stop it man you it's uncle real. t absolutely sersha dude. come say hi to uncle t come i know her since she was a little kid come on man yep, so yep. it starts with dj b cause josh b um, one of the absolute San Francisco legends that worked at damn near every record store in the city. Um, if you wanted to get put up on some game about vinyl or who sampled what, Josh was that dude. We all met each other at uh, in the Fillmore, man. Hating Fillmore. There used to be a, 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 a record store called Zebra Records. OG, uh, OG Israel used to run the shop. Zebra Records was on the corner of uh, Hating Fillmore. Last Saturday of every month, there was DJ battles. It was Zebra <laughs> Records battle. And Cass was driving up from L.A. and like uh, flying in from Hawaii to come see us, dude. It was like, and Whoa. we took it that way. Yeah, yeah. Y'all come into our city. Yeah. yeah. What? So we really wanted to posse up. Like, nah, we got to hold it down for the city. Yeah. And Josh came up with the name, 4-1-Funk. Mm. And, uh, and he was kind of like the, the OG DJ that was like, you know, schooling everybody. He didn't really battle that much, but he was the one that was kind of DJing between the sets in the beginning at the end, schooling right. everyone like right. with the records. Oh, yeah. got you. And got then you, you would catch him working at the record store. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, yo, OG, what was that one you played with? The yeah. Thing? That was the yeah. original sample, that Snoop sample. What was yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it yeah, was yeah. all that. And he had all the game for you. Um, so, yeah. And then we put you, know, Mr. B was uh, crazy. Mr. B. DJ yeah, Mr. B yeah, was crazy on the B. battle scene. Um, and he was killing it at Zebras. Like, he was just battling every month, and nobody wanted to see him. It was getting annoying. He had the crazy <laughs> new tricks every month, <laughs> yeah. and he was doing wild shit, uh, but he was repping Frisco so hard, too. We were like, nah, okay, right. he's on squad. Like, this is like this is our squad, yeah. and it was just very obvious, and Max Kane, me and Max was already locked in from when we did that battle together. Yeah. Yeah. So it was that, man, and it was, you know, started of like, yo, let's rep the city. Let's hold it down. Cass is coming from out of town trying to yeah. see us. We're going to put the skills down. It's still Frisco over here. Yeah. And, um, and you know, and then it kind of progressed into doing the 4-1 function, which was like our monthly that we did at the Elbow Room and opened it up and tried to create a platform for people to come through. We had incredible guests, you know, Gas Lamp Killer and Exile wow. and like Jeremy Ellis. And like, you know, we had heads coming out. Yeah, Ruckus yeah. even did the craziest, like all analog, like set on like eight synthesizers with dr- live drum machines and like, we did some really crazy, innovative um, stuff on that stage. As a matter of fact, there's another turning point. Um, there was a video clip of me taking a solo. Uh, P-Dub was on the drums. Hey, shout out. Max Kane was on a turntable. And OG, uh, the homie Colin Brown from the Monophonics, old school Monophonics, um, was on the keys. And I took a crazy solo on that turntable that we, you know, we, we designed and shit, mm-hmm. the melodies you could play on it. Yeah. And that video got passed around um, to D'Angelo's manager. And that was my first breakout of the Bay. That's mm. how I got my first, like, oh, we got, I got a phone call from his, D'Angelo's manager. It was like, yo, I, I saw your shit, bro. Like, what do you want to do? 
he was like, I get it. <laughs> he was like, Yo, I, I saw what you I'm were there doing. for. It. Yeah, I get it. He's like, what do you want to do? He was like, I'm going to come stay at your house. I'm going to sleep on your couch. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, wait. You, you manage like, who? <laughs> he was like, look, what you, I want you to write me. It was the first time I got hit, like serious career shit. Like, yo, right. I want you to write me an email. Tell me everything you want to do in your whole career. Yeah. Send it to me. So I had to sit there. I was never, had, never was asked to do that. Yeah. Just kind of had the one goal and then pushed to the next and kind of found the next. But this was like, yo, map it out. Oh, shit. What does it look like? You, you want to be a session, this little section right here for doing like session musician. You want to do a section mm. over here for being a producer. You want to do a section over here for being like an arranger. Like, where do you want to go? Mm. And so I kind of, um, you know, did my best, mapped it out, talk, started talking to him. And he was, took me on and it was like, yo, okay. Like, uh-huh. I was like, yo, can I tell people that you manage me? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yep. Oh, wow. And, and, uh, and yeah, and then he got me, you know. Shortly after that, he saw that clip and he started talking to me. He put me on the phone with Mark Ronson and he was like, yo, damn, um, I'm, I'm sitting here with Mark. Rest in peace, my man, Dominic Trenier, man. That was, that was his name. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, it was sucked losing him because it was like someone that really believed in what I was doing and was yeah. like really able to move pieces on the board, like real, real, make real moves. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he uh, what was I just saying right before that. Hey, you got uh, you got yeah, on the phone with Mark Ronson. Thank you, and, thank you. Yeah. yeah, the Mark Ronson phone call. He basically was like, "Yeah, um, I, I showed Mark your video. That video, he want to talk to you." Hey, uh, is Mark Ronson? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tico, man, uh, <laughs> I love what you're doing, man. Can you can you come to New York? <laughs> Something, whatever, right? Yeah. And the next week, he's like, "All right, cool." I, you know, he's like, "Yo, talk to my assistant. They're gonna work this." Boom. I'm flying on a plane. I'm going to New York. Work on some Damn. sessions at like Downtown Records, major label shit. Signed wow. in Sony session work. Wow. And I'm like, whoa, working on Mark Ronson's record. Like, just someone. What were you doing? Like, um, it was cool, man. That's a good question. I was. It started out like just. I had to kind of show him more about what I do, <coughs> but he saw the video and he had a vision. Actually, he he had a vision. He had an instrumental track called Circuit Breaker. And um, there was a, a keyboard player he was working with from the Dap Tones or the Dap Kings. Remember Def those Tones? No, 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 no. The Dap. Thank you. Sharon Dones and the Dap Kings. There you go. There you go. Good looking. And, um, you know, it was one. Of, he had the drummer from that, that group and the keyboard player from that group. And the dude on the keys was working all these synths. And I talked to him and I was like, yo, you know, we could, um, we could take a MIDI signal from your synth and send it to my turntable and then I could like go crazy on the cut while you're playing the uh, MIDI yeah, of yeah, the yeah. record. Yeah, yeah. And so we ran some stuff like that and I, there's some video like where I got like Mark Ronson playing the keys and moving the turntable with the MIDI. Um, and we just oh. recorded like this wild instrumental track <laughs> that's like turntable cut. It's on the yeah. album that came out um, <coughs> right before he did the Bruno Mars record, right before Uptown Funk. He did an album called- Really. Record collection. The album's called Record Collection, hmm. and so I did some stuff on that one. But it opened up, you know, I got to kick it in the studio when like Q-Tip was over there recording his wow. verse. Yeah, and Tip Q-Tip's a DJ, you know, so right. we he, he was like coming up to my setup, like, ah, how you do this and show wow. me how to. And wow. so I showed him a couple. Of, okay, here, you know, you want to learn to do this, whatever. We started talking, wow. and kicking it, and going deep. And he laid down his verse. I remember after he recorded, he he kicked everybody out the studio. No one could watch when Q-Tip <laughs> was recording. He didn't even write. He uh, he recorded himself. Everyone had to leave the room. He brought the mic into the control room. Didn't yeah. even use the booth. Oh, oh yeah. Brought yeah, the mic yeah, into yeah, the yeah. control room. Yeah. Controlled the session and basically like 
I didn't see him do it, but I heard the rumor of how he did it. It was like kind of he would spit the rhythm, no li- no words, mm. right, right, gibberish, right, right, and then kind of like it in. punch in four four bars at a time of like the lyric, but right. it would fit the rhyme, it would right. fit the little pattern, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but that's when I got to meet him, and he turned around. I remember when when he wrapped up the session, and he uh he pointed at Mark, or he pointed at me and looked at Mark, and was like, "Yo, uh, can I borrow him?" <laughs> and he and, and then Mark was like, "Yeah, yeah, we, we done, yeah, okay." <laughs> and I was like, I, "You know, I was like, can I, can I go? Can I use Q-tip, And uh, yeah, yeah. And then Tip was like, "All right, I'm, I'm gonna send for you." He said something like, "That's exactly what he said." He's like, "I'm gonna send, send for you." <laughs> and then sure enough, somebody hit me up, and they arranged like a ride and scooped me up, and I went to his house in New Jersey and got to like, and that just kind of started our relationship where I, he was bringing uh, me out there to do private lessons uh, with him or help him produce on his uh, Apple Music um, Abstract Radio. So I was helping him with that show and like gave him a bunch of just how to flip, you know, party rock different or add different techniques. I was giving him uh, private damn, lessons. You were teaching Q-Tip how to cut it up. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> Crazy, bro. Yeah, he got some private lessons <laughs> and, and, and just, you know, got to be around him. Like, OG shit would happen, you know, just being at his spot was wild, man. Like, I was like, you know, helping him set up the, the turntable and like showing him how to do some crazy chase yeah. pattern. And then all of a sudden, someone taps me on my shoulder. I turn around, it's kicker pre. <laughs> oh shit! Like, dude, I didn't even hear yeah, you walk what? in. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody was like, "Oh, bro, I'm wow. stepping to the side." Like, okay, he didn't come in the room that and announce me. himself. Like, it's the nah. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> nah, and like you know, I got to the got that video clip of um when um when Bismarcky called Q-Tip. Yeah, and he answered the phone, and they just started rapping. That's how they talked to each other for the first really? like ten Whoa. minutes of conversation. It was just they were just rapping to each other. And I just candidly was sitting there and I recorded it. And uh, and then, you know, after when we lost Biz Marquee, man, um, we had to post that one out again. And Tip wow. hit me up for that. He was like, yo, you got that clip. Like, send it to wow. me. Here you go, bro. That's like, wow. Because it was just such a beautiful moment. You could see yeah. their friendship. And it was like just real, you know, yeah. just real hip-hop legend shit. But um, Well, for him to call back on that video, too, you know, after his passing was right. like you know must have it really must have meant something absolutely too, it was know? a moment it was a moment yeah. for sure to catch that and just you know you started to get in game and and uh and you know getting into the studio with d'angelo after that and uh but yeah man dom trenier like really elevated <clears throat> shit that was actually from the if we're looking at it now chronologically it was like getting the 41 funk to the elbow room yeah function got the video clip caught yeah and then ended up kind of starting working on major label shit wow Amazing, oh, crazy. Amazing. I just want to do a time check and make sure time we have time to like do music stuff. Seven oh five right now. Seven oh five. Okay, yeah. Let's get into some music stuff and make sure we get uh, get to hear some of your stuff and then and then you know maybe cut it up and and, and chop it up after two. Um, did you you brought some stuff for us? There's beats. I could play some stuff. Yeah, you play here. Yeah, whatever. We can keep What's talking? We can keep take questions. Whatever. Man. Yeah, no. Let's get into. Honestly. Let's get into uh, the, play a beat? The, the Tico beat set real yeah. quick. Are we caught up? Are we here? 2023. We yeah. here to the beats for, for now, and then we'll 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 uh, reconvene on the on the convo. But definitely want to get your beat set in. Okay. Play a beat or two. Then. Let's get it. Here we go. Tico beat set. Also radio. Yeah. Tico, <laughs> unstoppable. Old Soul Radio, June fourth, twenty twenty-three. 
spaceships on the blade, man. Oh. I'm talking about, man, the scene was unimaginable, man. Be there to see this shit, to understand it, to truly believe it, man. But, uh, we gonna do our best to try to, uh, decorate your, your mind with some extraordinary shit, man. It was like, uh, Miss America mixed with, uh, the Olympics. It was track stars everywhere. I'm talking about gold medalists. You just had to see the spaceships, man. It, at one moment, I thought I was in Mars somewhere. I, did, I thought I was out of space. I didn't even know where I was at. It just was like, out of nowhere, man, Larry, man, he got up out of a spaceship, man, and it was just like, he had his wrist decorated in a, in a manner like you probably never witnessed before. I'm talking about this. It was unimaginable, man. I'm just telling you, man. And when he got up, man, you know, he got up out of that machinery, and it was like, all the track stars just like, they was just all over him, man. I'm talking about, man, like,
keep it on. I put my stain on this shit. Stick on bang on it. Asking what I've been on in LA, can't famous and shit. They say it's got it blunt on switching lane and lanes and it bitch. Ain't wanna see me on, they wanna see me changing. That paper, I can't sit on it. Can't wait, can't play, gotta get that bad nigga I've been on it. They got me feeling some type of way, nigga, like rich homie. We can take it back from see what K I had that stick on me. This is some new shit. Like, you ain't really know I wanna talk to God when Tim caught that single. I know I'm gonna die with that brown shit. My heart too in Young OG and I'm feel, feel like soldier slim. Spread them bees, you ain't talking else, I ain't signing deals. I'm on 80%, you can keep the curl. You can keep the well, slip back vertical still. I ain't trying to go Hollywood, I'm trying to keep my still. I'm in my grind, I'm way too high, I'm fuck with them. Trap nigga, scream nigga, go get a whole hit on my center now. Black love sound like pop rock, nigga, I don't look like them. Follow me right now, right fuck now. I look like going out shit like them. Catch hoe with me right now, I don't want no shit, I be pulling it. Tats in my face like a cholo, we do square business round. Yeah, I ain't dealing with no episode tag. Jill ain't gonna go wild, tied down, cap up. Pull that petty shit, we all about the rest. Stop out respect, I put my stain on this shit. Stick on bang on me. Asking what I've been on in LA, can't famous and shit. They say it's got it blunt on switching lane. Turn my G up. What up, war? 
for no time. Trying to give my heart to you, nigga. You stay lying. Trying to have at least one convo every day. Quit playing with me like I'm just regular shit. Wait. I know it's good to you. I know I'm worthy. You said you scared of higher heights. That's why you surface. Easy to act like you don't miss me. Unstoppable. Boy, you know you close your eyes when you kiss me. The nerve of you to try to diss me. You are easy book to read. You know mystery. Leave that to the kids, boy, this ain't Disney. It's immature shit, make me move swiftly. I'm trying to give you a love that ain't no woman gave you. If I was gonna play with your heart, I would have been played. Nobody on this earth ever saved me, but still I'm trying to save you. I've been trying to wait on you to break through. I'm tired of hearing you say what you can't do. No more tardy passes if you late, boo. Traded you in for my roster, now we can't lose. I'm just trying to be like God, but I never show up on time. Trying to give my all to this nigga, but he stay lying. Trying to get at least one prayer in every day. I see some demons calling my phone. I decline. Your you call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Imported goods, got it shipped from out of state. German engineering, shopping for a safe. If this play go good, I need overseas banks. Get some money, little nigga, stop hating. I got a G for every bump on your face, nigga. Don't tell a boss how to move. I get money, make sure my fam cool. We live and we learn. me but i still keep that yeah registration on it moving smart in the field i can shed a tear from all the shit that i've seen 3 a.m on van ness collecting cheese 600 dollars for the pillow no sheets wake up in the morning no reason sipping clean i listen way more than i speak you gotta go you can achieve young nigga just believe and learn I 
I took that chance. Girl, you looking hella good. I should be your man. I am dipping. Whole nother mission. I am winning. So these hoes pay attention. Play that shit. Bitch, I work too hard to get this shit. Move at the move, putting plays in daily. Now everybody think I own something and it's crazy. Invest in yourself, but still have a little fun. And make sure your outcome always income. And understand everybody not with you for real. Put in that work and make time for your kids. I ain't drop my granddad in a good minute. But every time I'm in it, man, it's a good feeling. Man, I swear this rap shit getting tricky. Now everywhere I go, man, I gotta keep it. Full-time father, so I got a plan ahead. If you ain't that in value, bitch, hop out my bed. Real street nigga, you can tell when I talk. If I want it, I'ma get it, nigga. Fuck with it. Chef in the kitchen, Raekwon smokes pies and chicken cheese over the broccoli. Ravy base, Joni and Chachi. Roads rocky since my first drive. No one nothing can stop me. I ain't got no brakes in the getaway car. Keep going with up no fucking bricks, y'all. Heavy with the scales, I hold weight. Say la vie, whether or not you rock with it. Lean with it. Ill scheme, pivot with a clean J. Big bag, fire ass weed, that's a green day. Uh, I'm just a basket case in the Baptist place. Getting high to God, using time, trying to master space. Nothing extra, something fresher. Better with the pressure. Soul flowers got me tranquilized, easing up the stressors. Free. Hey y'all, look, gun so big on my waist, I need a bigger pant size. I won't hesitate to pull out this fifth and blank five. Look, I sold pants, even whipped the damn fives. While the rapper and wears chain on Instagram live. Look, I ain't asked no nigga to help me. I got it out the mud. What the fuck can these niggas tell me? Huh? I'm about to get all of my niggas wealthy. Last year was my last year broke. That's worth 12. Yo, 
be doing it like that. Uh -huh. Motherfuckers out there be like taking our stab. Uh -huh. Serious
in the mix. Pico. God damn. Uh, one question. Does it hurt? Does it hurt? Being this fucking raw? Does it hurt, man? Take it easy. I swear to God, bro. Shit is crazy. All these fucking collabs and, and, and fucking sounds. Do you, I want to ask, do you have a dream collab? Whoa, whoa. Uh, hmm. Like a dead or alive thing or like a alive thing? Like something we could make happen right now, today, right now? I was going to say something we could make happen, but... No, but I like the way you think. Yeah. Uh, yep. Manifest. Damn. Right now. Somebody call... You know, okay. First one that just... I'm not even like thinking too hard. Yeah. Um... I think a, 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 a Jay Worthy should tap in. Ooh, that's a good one right there. Yeah. I think he should tap in. That'd be sick. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, First off, real. just random. Yeah, off top. But there's a lot of incredible artists out there, man. I, I would love to. Oh, oh, what's another one? Um, Man, he's doing this crazy funk right now. Um, I can't think of his name, man. As a youngster that's like got this wild, like D'Angelo, like crazy flavor. Um, but there's there's a few man there's a few bro yeah Did, uh were any of these on the new project coming yeah, out? yeah yeah I, I went uh i went complete unhinged yeah I yeah played. can you do a, a rundown of kind of everything you went through you heard there a, uh paper boy you heard a paper boy remix yeah um pulled up on him and uh and we, we started to build a little bit yeah got him some music um and he's dope man he's got a great energy so i just really rock with it yeah and uh i know you know the type of music that's gonna work you know he really needs something that you can feel some emotional so it's emotive mm -hmm. you know but it's also like you know mm -hmm. so that, that was one you heard something from um the higher than the sun album you yeah. know that was the one i talked about earlier you mm -hmm. heard uh stick on bang which was um a super dope artist i met down in la working at um andre harris's studio Andre Harris is a producer, um, R&B, like, neo-soul legend. Dre and Vidal were the production duo from Jazzy Jeff's um, Touch of Jazz. He had two sides of it. It was Dre and Vidal and uh, Carvin and Ivan. Dre and Vidal did all, you, you heard all their music, all the Usher music, Soul Child, Jill album? Scott. They produced all the uh, Usher records, yeah, okay. Joe Scott records. Okay. Michael Jackson, Butterflies, Damn. was Andre Harris. Mm. Um, and then on the other side was Carvin and Ivan. Um, and they did Music Soul Child and all, you know, a lot of just a, a lot, have that heavy, heavy R&B era. Yeah. And so I connected with Dre um, at the Playlist Retreat and started working at his studios in LA and connected with a bunch of artists. And uh, Stick on Bang was one of the ones mm -hmm. um, you heard that's gonna be either on one of his releases or, you know, just something, but we have some music together. He's someone to check out as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, I don't know. I'll, you know, yeah. I'm flipping no, through beats. I just keep flipping through beats. I'm background stuff, here we go. Yeah, do you have a goal date for Higher Than The Sun? Like of when to oh, put it um, out? Like a goal month I or something? I had to, I have a song on there that I have, to, I might have to switch out because it's with, um, you remember the, you know, the rapper M.E.D.? Yes, sir. Metaphor. Yeah. Um, so I got, I got him on there with Reason from TDE. Right, right. And uh, and re they, they killed it. And and my homie Jado did the hook. He's another one that I met at Andre Harris's studio. He actually heard the track and just did the, I could probably play you the beat, but he uh, he just did the hook. And then 
metaphor pulled up on me while I was down there and was just needed some beats and stuff. And we had talked before, and he, he came up to me at one party or some stuff, and he was like, yo, doc, you, I got to get some yeah. shit from you. Yeah. So he came through, heard that, and it already had the hook on it. And, you know, and Reason's actually his cousin. Mm-hmm. So he Who, shot, Whose cousin? M- M.E.D. Oh, wow. Oh, and then, so they connected already, <clears throat> so he shot him the track after he laid his first. But I had it on this album. Mm-hmm. And I, t- I actually talked to M.E.D. yesterday just oh, to hey, catch hey. up. And he was like, um, basically, wanted, he wants to drop it first. Mm-hmm. So I was like, cool, cool. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I might have to switch that out mm-hmm. if I want to get this album out soon, which I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might just have to swap that out for something else. Yeah. But uh, but that's pretty much, that's you know, yeah, you heard some of those. This in the background is just some new music, just beats, man. Just in between time, you know, when I find time, just continue yeah. to make music and stack up catalog and just go into different vibes and waves. And, yeah. Um, Aaron Camper, here's an instrumental Aaron Camper project. But while we talk, yeah. Yeah, you spoke on uh, this project kind of your goal being elevation, you know, and um, yeah, uh, yeah uh, so it makes me wonder, is there anything in your production that you're trying to improve on that you've been working specifically? Question. Very damn good question. <laughs> uh, I want to improve. I've, I've gotten more into like my engineering side. So okay. I'm work like, you know, I'm doing mixing more. And so yeah. I still want to like, you know, I feel like I have a, I've getting, I've gotten better on that. And that was something that I really like made a point to be like, yo, I want to get my beat sounding really good. Like mm-hmm. Sonics took, mm-hmm. took a while after I was like, okay, I learned arrangement and how to chop or how to play and all of that. Um, so yeah, engineering, mm. you know, would be the area I want to continue to like get better. Yeah, it's hard. And that's the one that just takes so much time to develop anyway. You know, yeah, like, and there's a lot of knowledge base, man. There's always new equipment, gear, tools, VSTs. Keeping up, dude. Yeah, yeah, like just learning thing. about new tools and stuff. So, yeah. But yeah, that's that's an area I would love to um, continue to advance, man. You already know. Yeah, for sure. We have to keep it moving. Yeah. Can we get a time check? Yeah. A time check, man. We feeling good out 733. there. 7.33. What's going on in the chat? What are they talking about? We got some time still. What's good with the live chat? What are they saying? Well, do you want to cut it up for a second? I think you do, brother. I, do, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to miss your opportunity. I think you know? I done did a couple. That, you know, we now we talked about this when we started the show. You, yeah. You cut with the right side on the turntable. Are you right-handed? Uh, yeah. Okay. So you we'll, sign and check. I'll figure something out. I'll, I'll, I'll get some done. Yeah. It's, I, and I, you I cut, cut right-handed. right-handed. Yeah. But I've seen right-handed people cut left. Yeah. You know. I feel okay. That's me. That's, me. That's me. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you think that left-handed cutting is more common? Because I feel like that's been the case in I can, my experience. But. I can speak to that just from my my yeah. upcoming was be, it made sense for me because before I hit the tables, I was playing guitar and like uh, keys and stuff, and so my rhythm hand okay was naturally already right. right here. So that made sense for the fader to be like the rhythm joint, you know. Uh huh. So uh, yeah, no, that makes sense. I like yeah. this beat. I played guitar in fifth grade, but hey, a moment yeah. for the beat. Yeah, a moment for the beat. Right. Um, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate everybody tuning in, San Francisco worldwide. If you listening and you vibing with us, like, thank you so much for taking the time to to hear, you know, hold space for for your homie right here. And, yeah, and like, I appreciate you guys for just providing a platform and just a space to talk and tell stories. And like, yeah, it really means a lot. You know, it really does mean a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a like we talked about earlier. This is a tough business, mm-hmm. and but it's a beautiful 
Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's a <laughs> yeah. beautiful game. Yeah. But it's it's real tough and it's ugly. And uh, it's just I appreciate these little things that like just you know where where cats hit you up to to speak and play some things and share. Yeah. No. Definitely, appreciate man. I mean, thank you for coming through, man. I, I really appreciate it. I'm I'm grateful for you to want to spend the time here. So. Yeah. You got me on a studio yeah. Sunday, damn it. <coughs> yeah. No. Studio I mean, drop so much game. We might have to do a part two with you, bro. You know, yeah, bring no, you back it, on here sometime. I believe I'm right down the block. You know, sometime. Oh, yeah. Soon, nice. you know where yeah. I'm at on the Sundays. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, you're welcome anytime for sure. Yeah, before we uh, before we transition to the last segment, which is gonna be our little scratch sesh with Jima and Tico here. Yeah, Jima got to set us up here. Um, yeah. I do want to ask uh, about one one show uh, that you've been that you were part of. That's been it's part of a series that you did out in North Carolina recently. Um, that was a, a battle, right? You battled somebody, or it was like yeah. it was like a beat battle, or what, what, yeah, what, what was going on? Let us know about that show, man. That was you, you are speaking of um, the very, very G Gene Brown, um, Gene Brown, and that was the Gene Brown beatdown. Um, shout out to Gene Brown, North Carolina. Like he's one of them legendary, uh, you know, private record dealer. Gene Brown is the dealer. This is the guy that would show up to like, you know, get private record sales over to Pete Rock and Dilla and Q-Tip and Knotts and, you know, like the private record dealer. Yeah. You know, Gene. Gene Brown is that dude and he been that dude. Oh, like he he goes to people like come to, like Gene come to you with, with the collection certain crates that Q he knew Q-Tip was looking for this vibe. Damn. And he would go to his house and have a personal that's crazy. And, you, and you'd find the most amazing records, the right. most amazing records. Um, so he started doing these invitational uh, battles. The first one was, I think, with Just Blaze versus Jake One. Mm. Um, sound, my homie Soundtrack was on that one too, I think. Oh, word! Shout oh, out shit. Soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oakland Soundtrack in the mm -hmm. building for sure. But um, yeah, he invited me to an honor to battle my bro, uh, big bro, uh, 14KT. Mm. And we did uh, we did our, our exhibition battle. Some of the shit I played actually in the set, um, Dope. I made for that. Some of the more aggressive joints. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Those ones, but um, but KT is a you know absolute brother and, and a collaborator of mine. He's actually on my album too. Um, we have a, a, a joint together on that one. Dope. But yeah, that was an honor, man. Like when 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 Gene Brown hit me up to do that, I was like, Phew. and he knew like of the it was tall black guys, Stro Elliott. You know, mm -hmm. KT, Knotts versus Bink. Right. In yep, the producer yep. world, these are like cats know. And he hit me and he kind of knew. He was like, yeah, bro, I think you're going to shock them. Because they, they, you know, he was yeah. like, just don't worry about it if nobody really don't know you or whatever. Just get out there and like, you're going to shock them. That's why I'm hitting you to do it. You know? Yeah. I was like, all right, word up, word up. Wow. It was that, love. It was big. It was big love. It was an honor. And on that tip, yep. and then I'll, I'll pass it over to Jima for the last question. But um, who, like, because... What makes you so unique and 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 what what I've labeled you now highly acclaimed Frisco producers because of the style that you bring, of the uniqueness that you have in your melodies and your beats and the way that you program. Um, but who who are the folks that influenced you to get into your own sound, to find your own sound? Who are those producers that were like, uh, like this guy is different, this guy is different, like I want to be different like them? Feel me? Absolutely, man. I mean, you know, it's dope. It's um. It's very much like the people that I came up with. And a lot of mm. it was when I told that story of that 99 Guitar Center on Mission in mm -hmm, Ninth. Mm -hmm. That was when I met Devro. Okay. Because he came up from, from like Oxnard to be in the battle. Wow. 
right? And we connected, and he was actually my favorite. Like, once I got to know him and my boy Ivan, who now produces under the name Noble in Oakland. He does a lot of videos. He's doing video production with everybody out there, MacArthur Mays and all them cats out there. He's mm. incredible. Him and, and Devin and mm. Devro, from mm -hmm. who later went to do Demolition Man, mm. them two were like... They were just homies playing me beats, and I thought they were all incredible. Wow. Like, I would just come through. They were older than me. They were, at, you, you know, going to state mm -hmm. when I was, like, in high school, and I would just, like, pull up to mm. their house all the time. Yeah. Just messing around. I would go there. I'd cut school, whatever. Like, just go right. over there and uh, mess with their SP12s and all that. Wow. And they were the, the first, like, push of, like, oh, wow. Then, of course, you know, starting to get into music and listening, you know, mm -hmm. it was the JD Mm. It was, you know, it was like Funkadelic, Parliament, mm. like it was Roy Ayers, it yeah, was, you know, and like and Ant Banks and like you know Bay Area, like mm. you know production out here that was going on stuff, hearing stuff out the Bay, UEMC, RBL, Posse, wow, you know, and working with the early cats out here from the Conceits and yeah, Topper, you know, like yeah, worked and did cuts on Equipto, who was the first cat to hit me up to do. And to get paid to do some cuts on the yeah. record that actually got pressed on vinyl that was on cigarillos that was yeah like first shit right amazing there. incredible he was a g for that he pulled up straight to the crib too brought me my check when i, I gave him the cd, hey. <laughs> the CD bro nobody mailed nothing <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the hand service yeah man it was real shit Sales but you know, I, I yeah, I don't even know what the question is, man. I'm free. I'm, we're just flowing right now. No, but yeah, yeah. Talking, you know, chopping it up. Absolutely, man. What you uh, what you trying to get into this summer, man? Now that it's it's June, I was saying we're there's, halfway through the year now. So man, there's a lot of like <coughs> records that that um that a place that I'm waiting to drop. Mm -hmm. Like some really cool, you know, artists that are doing some amazing work and mm -hmm. great records. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just hyped to see these records, you know, yeah. these, these, some of this music come out. And um, I'll be getting into more of a habit of releasing my own stuff. Yeah. And just connecting with more people out here. You know, I spent the last year living in LA. Oh, and, okay. um, so I feel like I'm kind of touching base with, with the Bay again. Yeah. Just kind of really to get, you know, get back in and meet cats and, and work with cats out here. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to do that, you know, so. How did you like your time in L.A.? It was an experience, man. Like, you got to be careful the way you bob and weave down there, man. It's like, yeah, it's really different. And, um, in what way? You know, it's just, it depends. It depends on what you're really trying to do. But, you know, there's just a lot of people that are kind of doing things for different reasons out there. And you kind of lose some of the, um, you know, there's a creative purity that mm -hmm. I've kind of was grew up on, uh, being like nurturing my creativity in the Bay. Yeah. You know, where it was like you could do your own creative thing and be independent and like do your thing, but be true to your sh your your steez and like mm -hmm. you know hold it down for your originality. Mm -hmm. Then you go down to like an LA industry where it's like let's fit in. What are the, what are the top records and let's sound like that. Right. That kind of okay. thing. You know, and working in studios where it's like that. You know, I just want to. But now it's amazing, bro, because I'm hearing all these new records right now, and it's like there's soul chops going on on like big pop artists, and and I'm, right. and I'm with it. Tap in, like we yes. got those joints. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so like, top. yeah, off. absolutely, man. Like there's, uh, I love, I love where it's at right now. Yeah. I'm down. And we got something in the chambers, kind of cooking up a little bit, Tico. Well, man, this guy, he gets, <laughs> he gets a lot of little first dibs sometimes. <laughs> he'll be in the studio. We share the room. He's like, hey, what's up with that beat right there? 
<laughs> Paz is yeah. getting a little folder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Paz got I a folder. I want the keys. I like the keys. Uh, Paz in the room. Uh, maybe I won't play and this cool one. Because because we're, we're, around, we're around in the same space. And yeah, it's like, yeah. I do, I don't really like, people have hit me up for beat packs and stuff, but I don't send packs out. Mm. Like, I just, very rare. But if I do, it's after we've already vibed. Like, I gotta, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta see where you're going. I'm not... Cause I, we can go so many places and it's like, I, I want to do something real special every time. Right. I don't want it to just be here as a whole bunch of things. Like right. it's more very calculated and, and I like to work more like a tailor right. than like, here's a whole bunch of inventory. Yeah. So, so do you usually go into making a beat with somebody in mind? No, actually no, no. but, mm. but sometimes you have to, but you know, I mean, yeah. a lot of the times I'm just making a vibe for myself to yeah. kind of clear my head and yeah. just, mm -hmm. You know, yeah. just go to a world that I want to be in. That's right. it. That's really where and it starts. And then when you think of somebody, you just dig in your folder. It'll come later. Yeah, it'll come. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Like sometimes homies will kick it while I'm making stuff, and they're like, "What are you gonna do with this?" I'm like, "We don't know yet. Like it's 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 happening right now. I yeah. can't answer that. Like we don't. Yeah. It'll find a home at this it point. Is. It's yeah. just like I create. You know, from from to 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 help just myself and it, which yeah, i hope is it. helping you know others as long as i continue to put things out and keep the energy up man i, I gotta be unselfish with it and make yeah. sure i'm like helping other people inspiring yeah. other people that's the ultimate it's like yeah. it's way not about anything about me you know yeah. and that's the best way you're gonna just have like a massive inventory after the fact too you know you just have so much to work with if that's what you're riding off of because you're able to go you know you just going going go, go, go. yeah, yeah yeah you're not even thinking about it yeah yeah you just got it's, it's like more about it. picking picking what you want to do right you know mm -hmm. you can go anywhere yeah yeah for take real. it anywhere at this point you know and you've been doing it for that long and kind of develops and yeah is there any other city you'd want to go um, with with music and shit like work in? Ooh man i want to go back to puerto rico man yeah yeah when's the last time you went after the uh daddy yankee <laughs> <laughs> i think the last time was after the after daddy. Maria. Uh, we did okay. a fundraiser at 1015 Folsom. Oh, sick. And we raised money, and then I brought it oh, out yeah, there. there. Oh, Who yeah. showed up? Somebody pulled up? My dog. See? Shout out the archivist. <laughs> he I was there. I hit up a bunch of homies. Joe K. I hit up Joe K. I wow. hit up Carmack. Joe hey. K. was there. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. Wow. I hit him up, bro. Oh, I, I started hitting cats up. I was like, yo, we got to do something real quick. And Joe's, I've known Joe for a hell of a long time. From like starship connection era he uh, used to hit me and b bravo up for music to play on he had the thing it was already selection but it was it was just early stages you know yeah. but you know they've been doing an amazing job yeah. and him and carmack you know carmax brought me on tour and shout out to that cat that's how i got my first like real uh laptop <laughs> like the <laughs> real oh uh, yeah came back from like a, a solid tour with him i was like ah right, word up bro uh, let's upgrade. Well, he he just didn't need no more. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you know, just the tour money. Oh, I see. You know, oh, what I mean? gotcha, like it was gotcha. like a yeah, cool yeah. tour. He had a, you know, he had everything. See, Jow, see, out. tour. You get the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's out there on the road. You see him? He got new sneakers. Look see, Jai. He's outside collecting. <laughs> yeah. All up in your city. Yeah. So, so you don't want to go to Puerto Rico? Man, I'm just. I mean, that's you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I want to go uh, wherever it's peaceful, bro. And and um. You know, I'm down. I'm down to check out. There's a lot of places I really do want to check out. Even like you mentioned earlier, Charlotte, like amazing experience there. I'm definitely want to go back. Connected yeah. with like a music school there that's doing great work. Oh uh, yeah. You know, I want to tap in over there. You know, there's 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 a lot of work to do, man. I'm just staying uh, grateful, and um, you know, I give thanks to 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 the Most High, bro. Mm -hmm. Just continue to, to to push that good energy forward, bro. It's the best I could do.
Well, before we get out of get on out of here, we about got about a 12 minutes left. Um, oh, shit, definitely yeah, want to get some scratches in here, but uh, definitely from myself and Jima, you know, thank you so much for coming through, Tico. Yeah, we definitely you, need you. to have you come back again sometime you, soon. You know, thank definitely you, stories on stories. You know, just experience and it, again, influential, inspirational, and you, you know, what I'm saying like happy to have you. In, in in our scene, man. Hey, in we our, got a live circle. studio audience right live now. Live studio. Yeah, <laughs> give it up for the live know. studio. It's crazy in here. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that dude's haircut right there. <laughs> well, I never seen that kind Damn. of color. Dude, that dude is fucking stage diving. That, that's not nobody. even like a tank top right there, dog. Well, I don't know what's going on, but we it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy right here. There's a girl in the, on a horse. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, she'd be around here. She's here. She's a local she resident. Was, but nah, it was, that's it was, the manager. I appreciate Pam. you guys, man, for um, yeah, for real. Thank you, thank you, thank you for for providing the platform. Yeah, thank you, you. you're back. You're always welcome you here. Yeah, you're yeah, always yeah, welcome, sure. brother. Thank you. Um, yeah, let's get. You got some. Uh, yeah, I got like. Yeah, do you? I'm. I wanna let uh, you know. No, no, I'm turning. I'm turning an interview on you now. <laughs> you set up. Tell me where you got start. What what year you start DJing? Jima, let him know. Come on, he's about to set up for you guys, so I want to like. Let's get, let's get some background check. 2014, 15? No, no, 2016, 2015. Okay, and we and we already shouted out OG DJ Quest. Yeah, 2015, 2016, I was fucking, uh, I was like, yeah, I was 18, 19. Uh, why, why, why would you do such a thing? Honestly, it's because I. <laughs> everybody was everybody was on some, like hip hop music shit and like I was like man everybody's already producing and like rapping and shit let me like try to let me try to do something else and I was like I could probably let me see what's up with DJing and then I like would Google like I googled like a class or something and I just saw like Horizon. You want to be a dancer? Up. You didn't want to do the dance? Nah, that's not that's no 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 I didn't have enough cardboard for that so um it takes I just a lot. To, yeah. yeah but um uh yeah and then I just looked up a class and i was like what the fuck is horizons and i pop up and just like quest is just there you know, I, don't, I don't really know who he is like that yet you know i'm like they just taught me how to cut it up and then it evolved from there that's fucking what was that 20 taught me how to awesome, cut it man. that was that was fucking eight years ago that's fantastic that's yes. crazy yeah I like google well no you know what's crazy is because i was at we were at the apartment and i googled horizons and i was like oh yeah like i'm gonna go do that tomorrow because dj project was on wednesdays and then you and satchel came home and i was like yeah i'm gonna go do this thing tomorrow and you're like bro we just had our first day today like we just did the production mm. class which is on tuesdays and i was like what the fuck like what and so y'all did that and then i went the next day and then like dadu came like hella hella soon after that um and my sister also learned to dj there um and then quest also put me on this app called mm. table beats and um is that what you do you uh pulling up right now yeah i'm pulling it up okay. uh it's got it's got it's like look you could like set the tempo and shit so you start a beat and you can like go up or down and shit okay okay, okay shout okay. out table beats uh-oh see there's a lot of these though I'll let you set it up. We wanna, um, we go. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, let me see if, if I can make this work. Let's see. Experiment. Right, experiment. You wanna try to do the crossover? 
Ojima. The crossover. DJ Jima in the mix. Professor Gable out coming out Friday. Is that word? June Is that the 9th. word? June 9th. Okay. The Bay Lebowski. Right. The final hour coming up. 8 o'clock. The Archivist featuring Professor Gable. DJ Dabu in the mix. I'll go. I got I got a little distracted because I'm sort of picking up on like Professor Gable got some type of wonton situation in, over there. Yeah. Uh, I'm picking on like on some distance. That's Hinodea right there. Aroma that's coming into the room. <laughs> the aromas. You got a good sense of smell. Is that ramen? The ramen shaman. Ramen shaman. Okay, okay. Tico, please bless us with the scratch fizzles. Let's, let's switch it up, slow it down, you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's do a little something different with a little mix in the shit. What's up? 
California to Their turn to flex. Niggas thinking they hot, but it's not. Hot, they hot, hot, hot. Then they hot, but it's not. It's not. Thinking they hot, but it's not. It's not. Cut it right there, right now. Uh, that was fun. This was Old Soul Radio. Yeah. June 4th. Yeah. I am MC Pause. DJ Jima. Tico, any last Man. words for our listeners? Yo, much love, everybody tuning in. If you hear this on the archive, if you're hearing it live, um, hit me up on uh, on the socials, Tico Music. Follow me over there. Follow me on Sound where I'm dropping all my stuff. Um, and, uh, yo, tap in. You're a creative out there. You want to do some work? Get in touch and, and let's see what we can do. Let's make that magic. <laughs>
Hell yeah. Don't let the opportunity slide. Make sure you tap in with Tico. This was also radio. Tune in next week. Thank y'all for rocking the final hour with the archivist and Professor Gable tonight. Coming up next. Peace. Cheers.